0: It's Wednesday, yeah. April 13th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. It's episode 249, baby. Russ Whoa. is out on assignment in Austin, Texas. It's just Tyler and me this morning, which sounds like a TV show to me. Just Tyler and me? I don't know. How's it going, dude? <laughs> i great on this TV show of ours. <laughs>
1: I'm doing Tyler good, man. Uh, slept really well last night. I, I feel more awake this morning than usual, which is I don't know, awesome, um, very cool. And uh, and, and it's and it's show day because it's Wednesday, so yeah, yeah. we're having a show, and that's always fun. I like that we've managed to squeeze these into the calendars
0: lately. It's it's just fun to have TVP in my life. Yeah, dude, my dreams have been insane lately. Like I had a bunch until of last week. night, last week. Yeah, last yeah. night I was like. La- slate. last night was great. Yeah. Last night was cool. Um, <laughs> I, the dream ended. Uh, I was in some like office office space, some something, I don't know. I was back in the office and we were having some event and Michael Jordan showed up and I'm playing basketball horse. against him. One-on-one we're, we're taking turns playing basketball, which, which shoes was he wearing? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. He was just dressed, um, in street clothes. Uh, um, he wasn't like, I definitely wouldn't have played
1: basketball against him. Maybe like Jenga or something. Uh, Yeah. Where really like, like if I won, I'd be like, Ooh, beat Michael Jordan. And it was a game of sport. So I'm better (laughs) at sports than Michael Jordan. Yes. At a sport.
0: Uh, But (laughs) yeah, I actually, (laughs) the dream ended. I had to go, I had to like go, go catch a train. um, And my wife was in the room and I gave her my phone. I was like, Hey, take some photos. And I ended up like I was up, on him like two to one, and then all of a sudden we lost the basketball, and I'm looking for the basketball, and no, then I can't had to go claim catch victory my if train. We
1: can't get a game
0: ball? <laughs> no, the game was over. I won two to oh, one. Oh, oh, you you beat Michael Jordan. Tweet that <laughs> in my dreams. Um, <laughs> in my dreams, dude. For like the last week and a half prior, though, just like the craziest dreams, craziest dreams. But anyway, none of it is even like remotely related to anything in real life. Just. Just absolutely wild. Anyway, yeah. No, Um, I'm always
1: surprised when it comes to dreams, just how like disassociated from reality they can be, but Mm -hmm. how immersively convincing they are to my brain. Yeah, like this is real, and it makes sense that everyone (laughs) is trying to kill me right now. So it's gonna be a (laughs) stab. Is that in your dream? Just like, no, I I did. I had a really weird dream, uh, and I like a week ago or something like that. And somehow it went from just like a normal social situation to, well, there are teams and everyone has to die. And
0: so, no, <laughs> oh, no. But, it,
1: but in the dream, it wasn't scary. It was just natural. Like yeah. everyone was just trying to win for their team, but, but it was, I mean, it was pretty stabby. Like I said, it was a weird dream. And then it, then it got scary. It was like, wait, no, this is bad.
0: <laughs> Pretty stabby it, It's
1: all like I'm hiding until the clock runs out, and then this game show's over, right? This is normal. Oh, you're a
0: camper. You're a camper. <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> I
1: somehow I ended up being the only one of my team still alive, so I was just trying to run the clock down.
0: Nice, <laughs> dude. I know it's crazy though. Like one of the drink I wasn't even going to get into it, but now that you mentioned like death and all that one of them and they and it's ridiculous ridiculously convincing like I'm, i i can't even remember where i was it was at like a water park or something and then i'm walking by this pool and suddenly there's this rescue mission and this lady had died and she's under the pool like in the drainage system and it's just Goodness. like it messes it messed with my head all day and then <laughs> as i'm and there's like a chain of people from the bottom of the pool to the top of the pool all trying to pull her out and I, yeah I should, I should stop there but I
1: feel like every time there's water in my dreams, I can breathe in it. And every single time I'm convinced, I'm sure I have a perfect record of this. I can breathe underwater in my dreams. And I think to myself, it's easy. Why don't we do this all the time? (laughs) Yeah. Every time without, without doubt, like, oh, it turns out when you get to that limit of holding your breath, if you just breathe, it's fine. (laughs) Why? Why are we so worried about this?
0: <laughs> the same thought. But in that one in the in the pool rescue one or recovery mission really is what it was but um sad to say that the lady did not make it. But oh sad. Uh, That's just weird It's a awful. dream but dude it messed with me so bad. Um but in That's the dream not- the chain of people from the bottom of the pool to the top I can remember thinking, how are the people underwater breathing? <laughs> and ridiculous. then I can't remember if I was like, that's ah, okay. People can breathe. underwater." Right. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We should move on. Oh, um, good should. news for our U.S. listener base. You have until Monday to file an extension on your taxes. <laughs> oh, is that Monday the 18th? For those of you that I, like, I usually like to
1: delay uh, my tax filings at least, at least a good bit. Not, not always very long. It kind of depends on what I think my status is going to be. But because I did solar last year, I, uh, I was interested in getting that wrapped up as soon as possible. So when I got my last yeah. document, I was Johnny on the spot. Yeah. Which of Dude, course been... was like April fourth or something obnoxious. It takes so long to get all the documentation together, and then it's like go 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 go. Taxes are yeah. easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm usually I love to try to get it done as quickly as possible because usually I'm getting money back from the government, which is never what you want to do. And what you and I discuss every single year is how do you avoid doing that. Um, but this year I actually had to pay, and so I delayed until yesterday to finish uh, submitting it. So anyway, all right, nice, cool, nice, uh,
1: nice. Thousands even and thousands you, of crypto transactions, right? That makes tax.
0: You mentioned. Y- you mentioned. Uh, I'm gonna to totally sidestep that question. Um, <laughs> you mentioned that even if you do uh even if you do an extension, you still have to pay what you estimate uh, yes. you will owe. Well otherwise you, you will owe interest to. on what you that's right. Well, that's true. You don't have to, but it becomes a problem if
1: you don't. It is it is not recommended. Um yeah, yeah. yes. You
0: you, you don't get a free say. extra six months to just not nope. pay the
1: government. Yeah, nope, there's no government. there's no free and tax bill. Uh, unless, unless the uh, federal government or um, yeah the bodies that be actually extend the filing date, then then I think it is free. I don't know that they, but they. I, if I remember correctly, when they extended the deadline for you know pandemic timelines, uh, they did still like say, hey, if you know you're gonna pay taxes, you go right ahead and do that. Yeah, <laughs> not surprisingly, but anyways. Yep. i, I right, forget we should, we should. i learned that a long time ago and i was just like oh that's lame especially because yeah. if you file late and they owe you money i do not believe it comes with any interest and if it does it's well, of course not
0: nominal well because you can't choose to make them pay you later and then gain interest on it as if it's an investment vehicle <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> right right because <laughs> they're ready to pay you but I'd with try. your own money well, in- with Let's your be own honest, money.
1: you wouldn't want to do that right now because the, uh, the CPI, the inflation rate is over eight and a half percent. And I think I saw that I bonds are there for over 9% now. So I hope you didn't already buy your 2022 I bond allotment. Um, cause it's, uh, that's, that's like kicking market returns in the
0: sack. Kind of awesome. Moving on. All right. <laughs> Today, this this day, we're gonna do this day in in uh, in history in tech history. Two of them are tech related, uh, ish, and one of them is um, just wild. So, all right, here we go. First, nonstop flight from Europe to North America, and I believe we talked about this last year. It just sounds somewhat familiar. But April thirteenth,
1: it does sound familiar.
0: Yeah, you gotta tell me the year. But there was a German pilot, not gonna try to pronounce his name, and an Irish aviator. Uh, James Fitzmaurice. That one seems a little bit easier. Uh, and Baron. Okay, can't even go for that one. Oh my goodness. Baron yeah. Freud Gunther Frahar von Hunnenfeld, the expedition's well, financier. Very <laughs> German Prussia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, complete the first Europe to North America transatlantic flight, taking off from Ireland and landing safely on a small Canadian island. What year was this? Uh like I don't know eighteen forty. Nineteen twenty eight. Eighteen forty.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I have no point <laughs> of reference. I, I was just assuming that my nineteen twenty When was were planes wrong.
0: invented? Nineteen oh three December seventeenth, <laughs> nineteen oh three. That's I was off by a the Kitty Hawk event. The Kitty Hawk event. I, was, Hawk event. I yeah. was off by a lot. Yeah, if there's ever anything flight related, never guess earlier than nineteen oh three.
1: That's true. That that makes a lot of sense. I think I was thinking of trains here. again. And mm. just assuming that I was pulling myself forward too far, because obviously the answer was nineteen twenties. It's always nineteen twenties.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nonstop. And, unless trans- I guess it transatlantic train. <laughs> that would be freaking cool, by the way. All right. Let's Give see the train on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Apollo thirteen oxygen tank explodes on April thirteenth. <laughs> what year? Oh, come on. You remember we for Monday?
1: No, <laughs> I don't even remember. I slept last night. Uh, what year was that? That would have been... We just had this conversation. So we went in 70, 70,
0: right? So it's was yes. 1970. Correct. You got it. Good job. Okay, the last one here. Not tech-related. There's probably some tech somewhere within this. <clears throat> Maybe they could use technology. <laughs> April 13th hailstorm kills 1,000 English troops in France. What? Ow. Yes. yes. Uh, Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. uh, okay. So English troops in France. Uh, uh-huh. Would that have been like help in World War one of them? What were like English oh, 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 actually invading France? Which would yeah, have been like way before that. Yeah, way before.
0: Uh, way before World War.
1: Okay, so not not one of the world wars. I was I was trying to think like You're why right. would there have been a bunch of English
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hint. It's before eighteen hundred. Well, uh, this be like Napoleon
1: era, so like fourteen something, fourteen thirty two.
0: 1360 dude dang it (laughs) no but you got within 100 years i told you that you were going to be off by at least a couple hundred years Ah. you got within 100 you win i don't even know if napoleon is
1: 14 something so how's
0: that (laughs) it felt right this was was, uh part of the hundred years war yeah wow yes wow it goes on it talks about how men died on horseback Um, gosh from hail it was a foul day and hail yep
1: I, you know, you hear the reports, we, you know this because you also live here, hence the we, Um, but North Texas is notorious for bad hail. And so, um, you know, everything sort of around DFW gets uh, a pretty decent hailstorm at least once a year. And it, it, hail, it just seems very spotty, right? So the storms that produce really bad hail, they will dump baseballs on, you know, one suburb and then you know nothing on the next yeah. one so like yesterday actually we had a big big storm come through and this is the time of year for hail The definitely the high low pressure changes you know obviously keeps the moisture up in the air just creates these giant ice bowls but um we were getting reports of golf ball size hail and then when it actually got to our hood we didn't even see like the minutiae stuff we we did we didn't even see icy precipitation at all in my in my neighborhood, anyways. But um, because we see it at least once a year, and I'm confident in that statement. Usually, it's more than once. um, It's crazy how big hail can get before it falls to the earth. Like I remember a few years back, people were sharing pictures of just like joined baseball-sized clumps to make like watermelon-sized hail. Boulders that were falling yeah. out of the sky and just pummeling through roofs and cars. Insane. Insanely massive chunks of ice. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. that's not so, scary,
0: man. This event ended up, um, let's see, on May 8, 1360, the Treaty of Breton was signed, marking the end of the first phase of, of the first year. Before. King Ed- Edward III agreed to renounce all claims to the throne of France because of this. The heavy losses uh, suffered by the English were seen by many as a sign from God. And it goes back. So can you imagine like,
1: how could you imagine it being anything else?
0: Right. The sky opened up
1: and killed a thousand people.
0: (laughs) Yes. It says literally, it says a sudden storm materialized. (laughs) Like they were, they were completely surprised by it. First off, it started by lightning uh, strikes that killed several people. And then all of a sudden, yes. And then hailstones began scattering the horses It then killed several of their leaders, which then set in panic among the troops who had no shelter from the storm, and and a thousand troops died.
1: That's, I mean, that is a lot of. How many were there? Did it say how many? Like, how many? uh, The thousand that that died were of a 10,000 number? Was it, was it, It was it like 1,200
0: people? (laughs) It calls it a massive force. That's Um, incredible. Also,
1: where were they that they started getting struck by lightning suddenly? Like, top of a ball?
0: They were going on here they were next to an uh uh, let's see some sort of channel uh let's see um gosh my pronunciation is terrible uh charters france is that how do you say that chartres i I don't even know know. c-h-a-r-t-t-r-e-s yeah go ask your wife she knows that stuff
1: all right, right. We My move Sister-in-law Sherwood. Sure no, you know what? I was going uh, to say to transition transition that to tech. Actually, is as much trouble as we give, uh, like the the weather industry and in their ability to provide accurate predictions. Uh, mostly because you know what we talked about before. Everyone's very bad at statistics, uh, certainly interpreting them. But um, the the fact that we get a forewarning of any kind leading into quote storms out of nowhere is pretty cool. So, you know, like everybody in my neighborhood is busy parking their car somewhere a little safer, usually my neighbor's house. Cause he's got a nice little awning and a bunch of empty garage space. Um, well, I like guess it's not normally empty. Anyways, that's, that's a side story. Um, and we like regularly have a heads up for, yeah, even just material damage, and and I'd say at this point, with very few exceptions, like getting caught outside in a hailstorm and it actually being life threatening is near zero. Yeah, it's not zero. It's zero. I know, like if you did get caught outside and and there was actual hail, but it would it would almost require you to be intentionally avoiding any possibility of having heard the warning right yeah, if you're in well, a, an outside festival and it's just like major hailstorm coming in expected baseball size and you don't go inside that's kind of on you too
0: yeah and our warning systems are so advanced and intense yeah even if you they really try to ignore them it <laughs> creates i don't want to say panic but it creates a level of intensity even in our family and friends circle where yeah, we just get let know even if we're not even trying to pay attention yeah, yeah, to yeah. it right no
1: that's a really good so, point
0: in fact yeah.
1: uh elizabeth and i are pretty good examples of that and we're gonna have to probably change our ways here for our our summer trip but
0: um yes. we we do that's not because we're not in the same attention.
1: area yeah well yeah. and we we don't we either. just don't pay close attention to the weather it's not same. something we do whereas yeah. my parents um and, and thank goodness, too, because it's saved our butt multiple times. You'd think, hey, yeah. hmm. there's a trend here. Maybe we should pay attention to the weather, but it hasn't clicked yet. So, um, but yeah, we, we like, I won't even know it's going to rain. You know, I'll, I'll go outside yeah. and I'll hop in my car and I'll go to lunch and then I'll come out from lunch and it's like torrential downpour. So I'm like, is it supposed to rain today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas my yeah. dad's like, you shouldn't wear those pants. There's, there's a 2% chance of rain at 2.30 this afternoon in that part of the right. city.
0: It's the wrong humidity and today. Bright. Tyler. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he's right. What's weird. And I'm trying to, I was actually talking with Joanna about this last night, but the, uh, her new Jeep, it will warn you on the, you know, center dash thing area or the, the, you know, the display off to the right in the middle, it'll give you all kinds of weather warnings all the time. Like, you know, high wind cool. advisory and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not even sure what that's coming from. Uh, like the Jeep is connected somehow, but we don't pay for anything. And,
1: uh, yeah, so that's interesting actually, because I know a lot of the, a lot of vehicles now have, you know, fleet systems or at least their fleet system yeah. capable. So they, the comms are there. They just, they aren't charging you for it. I wonder yeah, if they are just um, using it for
0: emergency services now,
1: but I wonder if the emergency service channels are open all the time. I, I would imagine yeah. to some extent they are. So I wonder if they can just glean information and it doesn't really cost them anything. So why not? Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Uh, now that we're a decent way into the show here, let's probably, let's get into some more technology news here or some technology. T-Mobile secretly bought its customer data from hackers to stop a leak. Did it Did it work or did it fail, Tyler? What do you think when you're dealing with criminals? I
1: think I read the title and I think I saw your note, which was, hey, uh, I'm am a I'm a mega corporation. You know, you can see my 10K and I want to buy this and you, Mr. Totally Reliable, Totally Trustworthy Hacker Group, you're gonna keep it to just you and me, right? Right.
0: <laughs> so right? They, well they tried yeah, So I'm to guessing do, that did not work. <laughs> yeah. They tried to not show that they're T Mobile, right? They hired a third party. To pay for exclusive access. That's the part I was I was laughing at to the data. Exclusive access and limit it from leaking more widely, which again, if something's on the internet, it's going to be forever there and spread, especially if you're trying to limit it from leaking. I
1: I would I would give I'll give them a little bit of credit here. At, At least they took a novel approach to trying and limiting the scope. Now was, was it totally fruitless and predictably not going to go their way? Yes. Was mm-hmm. was it noble of them to at least attempt to try to keep this from being any worse than it, yeah, it could that's have true. been? Then yes. But, and, and I haven't read the article yet, but it always comes back to the same thing for me. It's like, did they do that and then hide this leak from their customer base entirely? Or deny it as soon as somebody you know sort of started to find out about it or were they kind of up front it's like this crap got out and we did everything we could to stop it because those two things sort of determine whether or not i think they did a good job
0: yeah yeah no i mean i didn't look at it from the positive light that you're mentioning of at least trying to right so they had worked out a deal to essentially recover, it's not like there's just one copy of it on the internet, <laughs> and they own it, and it does, and it goes away.
1: But what um, what if it was NFT? Then you know it, was
0: it is the original copy. It's the only one. They, that's what they should ask them. Uh, you're going to shift NFT my
1: this data, and then sell us the NFT, and then we are the owners.
0: They they bought worked, exclusive right? access to the personal <laughs> data of thirty million of it of their customers for six Bitcoin, which was worth around two hundred seventy thousand dollars at the time. And then wow. surprise, surprise, they just kept selling um, the data to other people. Duh. I am Jack's complete lack of surprise. But yeah, no,
1: I, I like to think of the upside there, which is that they were they were trying to limit how bad it was for their customers. I'm sure also how bad it would have been for their reputation. And and that's, I mean, I guess that's the unfortunate side is that that was a weird attempt, but it was an attempt. And now they are, they they've done a number of things that are sort of frowned upon they they paid a hacking group so ransom success that just bolsters the entire community that's ransoming uh they lost a bunch of data um and it's like now their hands are up ah oh well you know can't do anything about it
0: it's out there we tried tell me this though do you think that they are so dumb that well whatever i'm not gonna ask the question this way (laughs) um they they purchased it with the caveat that Subvert the group would delete their copy of the data. Just just knowing what, that how bit else of data. are you going to say? It? <laughs> yeah, know. Well, yes, but I was going to inject my my own opinion on that. But do you think that that has red flags all over it in terms of, or like, do you think they even thought about that, or why why? Like, who I don't would know. Whoever, they was, would actually whoever was do in this?
1: that chain. Yeah, it. Whoever I. It it screams like. Extreme naivety, in my opinion, yeah. because why would a group whose sole purpose is to steal your data and then maximize return by having it—they're yeah. already unscrupulous. That's how you got here in the first place. Yes. Trusting them unilaterally to actually do anything you ask them to do
0: is actually just a total YOLO, anyways. Right, <laughs> and maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was like, ah, eh, shot in the dark.
1: Yeah, Whatever. I don't know.
0: But anyways, I but the right. the
1: downsides there of course are that they they basically gave the group exactly what they wanted, which was money.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Boo. Okay. Hey, speaking of money, uh, I, I, I I noticed this. Uh, I, I haven't read the details yet, and I think it would be fun to hear uh, Russ's commentary on this. But I'm going to bring it up anyways. Apparently, Meta plans to take up to a forty-seven and a half percent cut of each virtual transaction on Horizon Worlds. Um, so, and it, this seems to be NFT related, based on some of the some of the data. But that that exceeds the thirty uh, percent cut we talk about all the time on most of our platforms, mm-hmm. right? buy it by a healthy bit and it's just like dude that's really aggressive
0: yeah it, it's unbel- i think it's i mean it's insane it's insane yeah it's insane i just i mean wow. uh, just call it 50 percent. right you're gonna take 50 percent of every single virtual transaction one two, what <laughs> yeah
1: Oh, oh, interesting. Uh, some people are saying that their excessive fees are basically a boon for other platforms. That is so egregious that it will drive peepin- people to more open and organic ecosystems, which is probably true. Correct. How yeah.
0: is that high? Yes, it's going to so this, it is, yeah, this, it's is, a slap is, in the face and it's going to push people to open, less secure, less regulated, less whatever. I
1: I, am I missing um, something? Like, what? why... I, I think I'm I'm starting to appreciate some of the arguments for why you know like the app stores as platforms are charging what they're charging you know because of the developer community and some of the tools they provide. There's some argument there for we give back or or there's there's a lot of value that we're actually bringing those to. You just don't have a choice. So I'm going to rake you over the coals, which is where I tend to lean on that one. Um, what what on earth? is meta doing in the NFT space that is valuable at all and not just valuable, but is so valuable that upwards of 50% of a transaction they think belongs to them. What, like what's, what's going through everyone's writing is,
0: they're creating an exclusive platform and they want to drive uh, revenue and margin. But to think that like, if I go in and I'm in this space and I create some cool tennis shoes that people want to buy and Zuck takes 50% of the $5 I charge, right? dollars I charge or whatever for every single one of them, it's, it's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. But, but, but again, like, but they feel like meta's, they can do it. And meta's not the only place to
1: do this yet. You have to be Apple, you have to be a monopoly to be able to tell people, screw you, I'm gonna charge you what I want. Yeah, that's why I don't like the fees on those platforms because the developers don't actually have a choice. Right. You you, you have when to have they already take... won that space to play those <laughs> games.
0: Yeah. And it shouldn't surprise I anyone don't... because when you go into the metaverse, they take 50% of your body anyway. You only have like the torso and up. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. Jokes. I got uh, jokes. Moving
1: on. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, I don't know, dude.
0: But what like, you compare got? it to something like Open right? They take a two and a half percent transaction fee,
1: right? But that's right. that's and my the, point. It's like,
0: and the whole idea, Meta is maybe Meta be... already
1: thinks that it's Apple in the meta, in the meta space Yes, yeah, I guess it is by name only.
0: Um, the idea, though, is there's going to be thousands and thousands of transactions for these common users, right? Somebody, like if you play um, uh, Forza Horizon Five, and you make a skin for a, a view or paint, you know, for um, like a wrap or whatever for a car, people and you're you're not selling them in there, but you can create one and people can download them and then like thousands and thousands of downloads. Now, imagine this same situation where, again, just use a shoe example or a shirt or whatever. There's going to be thousands and thousands. Like, they should be fine with taking 5%, 10%, 15%. I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to puke at that. And they're still going to get money from thousands of transactions per per creator. Like, well, tons of money. But a you're good going thing to. Limit. They're greedy because I still own shares yeah well, there you go, but you're going to limit the amount like think about it if well whatever anyway I'll, I'll
1: <laughs> no i Let's I follow it seems it seems really bad it seems really high, and it seems like they deserve all of the scorn that they're getting for it um i I just I'm at a loss as to to why. Why they would think that that was the right answer in this in this particular place? Like, is there something I'm missing? Is this just something they think the market will bear? I, I mean, I guess there's some argument for that, and and I would argue that's ridiculous. But hey, what do I know? Um, yeah, I, that's just it's crazy. It's it's an insane percentage of any transaction, and and I I don't see how they could possibly be providing yeah. enough value to justify that.
0: Yeah. So for every item sold in Horizon Worlds, a 30% goes to meta via the Oculus platform. 25% of the remaining amount goes to the meta app store. So that's more than Apple's criticized 30% app store fees and much larger than what NFT traders are accustomed to. In the NFT space marketplace, OpenSea takes a 2.5% cut of each transaction and creators typically take between 25 and 7.5%. Uh, when, and I'm all for creators
1: getting more of all of this stuff. Now, yeah, NFTs exactly. aside, because that whole space is goofy AF. But yes, uh, the, the idea of the content creators actually getting the lion's share of transaction fees makes me happy. I think that's how it should be. I don't think platforms should get more than creators um, at all, ever. But yeah, yeah. I All understand right. well, why can, they do in some places. Don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah. But I was trying to figure out I, I was hoping that the math in there uh lined up to how they landed at forty seven point five percent. Right. Why it's not forty eight percent It up to so there's not, obviously
1: yeah. some some modification. And yeah. I wonder if there's a really special case where it got that high or something like that and, and so it's blown out of proportion, but that would be no fun. Don't finish reading the article and finding
0: out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Do you see uh <laughs> Elon is He's got a uh, shareholder class action lawsuit against him.
1: Yeah, for the, you know for his that's, delayed that's, SEC there's, filings. There's always a class action lawsuit when when yeah. folks like that get involved. Like activist investing always comes with uh, you know pressure from from those that own it, and and it it could be as simple as you know we think that there's enough evidence to say that that the stock price could have been better if you didn't do this, and therefore you've done it wrong, and the board has well, done it wrong. And- Somebody's gonna get sued.
0: Yeah, they're they're suing him for uh basically defrauding them into selling at artificially deflated sure. prices because he didn't let right. them know when he was supposed to. So shares that, were being sold much lower than that than they would and have. And it's probably to him. true. I yeah. I'm not saying that this well, is, that is a fact know, spurious That's true. compared to the
1: other ones. Yeah. No, and and I think I I I mean, it's my opinion, and I am no legal entity here. I'm I'm not a lawyer, but it, he probably did it on purpose and it will be yep. very classic Musk to see what happens as a result. Cause it, it will probably be a slap on the wrist if anything.
0: Um, he did it on purpose or he did it half-assed in a manner of, I didn't, I don't really care. And whatever happens happens. Exactly. But
1: it, it, he'll probably get away with it. And that's sad and
0: is what it is. Yeah. Or I think they'll charge. They'll, they'll you know penalize him and he'll pay a yeah, small but fine yeah that's the and, slap on the wrist like right.
1: with with the resources he has he could not have screwed that up and it will probably still result in having saved him money like that's that's the thing is like pay, paying the fine <laughs> yeah. if that's the easy way out you just build it into the cost model
0: yeah right and dude it's a, i mean it, maybe evil genius here it may cost him less to pay the fine than it would yeah. have if he disclosed on time yeah. and then yes. bought more twitter shares at a higher price absolutely almost certainly yeah no i i, okay. I don't uh, i think
1: let's... i think hell there's probably an argument that his criticisms of twitter right before he bought the the shares could also be seen as manipulation and um i i actually saw i i I don't remember where I saw this title. Uh, I'd have to flick through all my news sources again, but um, there was uh, there's evidence of a lot of bot activity related to Twitter and criticism of Twitter. I think um, was what it was saying, uh, leading up to uh, Musk purchasing the shares as well too. So so it may actually be coordinated, which would be very interesting to see played out. But um, yeah, I, I think I think he has a history of sort of bucking the the legal side of sec restrictions and what you can and can't do so it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's actually playing these games on purpose just to see what happens
0: Hmm. all right uh cnn plus you dropped this article in the TBP chat yeah um, i dropped it in this morning when i was up a little too early but um So CNN Plus, did you know that there was a CNN Plus? I'll start with that. I
1: didn't. I really didn't. I
0: had no idea. Uh, So investments are projected to be cut dramatically in response to a low adoption rate. So they were expecting to bring in around 2 million subscribers in the first year of its U.S. service. And then 15 to 18 million after four years. And I think you probably saw the number. But uh, do you know where they're at compared to those giant numbers right now?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I saw the title, so it says drawing ten thousand daily users. <laughs> like, wow, you kind of missed the mark on that one. Uh, somebody, lots of people, I think, probably made mistakes there. I'm, I'm interested. Like, what, <laughs> what did they have? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they were of planning CNN to invest a billion dollars content providers in in the right. same way that i think of like disney you say disney's got a platform i know what disney's bringing to play especially with the uh you know the the what was it espn what no, was it espn that did anyways the all of, all of disney's empire of content like i yeah. know what's coming to the table and i know why people are going to go buy it hbo obviously they've been doing this for a very long time cnn yeah. does what for content like yeah When's the last time you saw a CNN original?
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> would I, you
1: have known it if you
0: did? I, I mean, dude, I think heads are gonna roll uh, for this.
1: I yeah, they have to hundreds uh, yes, hundreds of millions are of dollars. dollars off by out so the door. bad, yeah. yeah. No, that's I mean, that's it's sad, but dude, and it them, wasn't even CNN. Was, like, but,
0: it was not even just you... their executives. It's like they they went through a uh, consulting process with McKinsey uh, originally, right? To make these decisions. Yeah. Major fail. Major flop. Well, I don't know. Maybe,
1: you know, my favorite part of working with those large consulting firms on something like this is that uh, even though they were clearly steered into like a billion dollar bad decision, somebody's still going
0: to hire McKinsey to do the same thing for them. Oh, for sure. I can tell you're
1: great at this. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the top CNN executives, if any of them leave, they're going to land somewhere else too. And it'll be fine. And it's, I mean, it's the same thing that you see within any corporate anything, right? You, you look at your own peers and you're like, what the heck is going on? And then they get, you know, escorted out the door and you're like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Or, you know, that, that was a smart move because they're just messing things up. Uh, And I'm not like imagining anybody in particular. I'm just saying maybe they're looking at this in this situation. And then they land, you know, at the the competitor's place. And, sure, uh, I don't know. It's just
1: no. I well, and I think it's easy to look at at a big failure like this and say, like, okay, somebody, somebody, or somebody's made some very big mistakes. But that doesn't mean they aren't necessarily good at their role and function. Uh, I think I don't know that you'd have a lot of latitude at CNN to make another mistake that big. But uh, you know, it could have been a number of circumstances that led them down yeah. that path. I mean, this would be one of those. Fun ones? Fun's probably the wrong word. I'll bet it was like watching a train wreck in slow motion, but um, it would have well, been no doubt. Streaming fly on the wall. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. it could have been as simple as, if we don't do this, we're dying. Well, that's, So we have to do this, and we go. have
0: to win. And, and That's they where I was going to go. Win they may, they may not have had a choice. You know, because you, you see every, like, I mean, everybody is taking whatever land grab they have, creating their own streaming, like, uh you know cbs uh, yeah. uh paramount uh you know all of this stuff like everybody is creating I, their own streaming platform where they're locking in their content and now people are like you know originally we're like great we have we have these different streaming things like just get everything but now it's all becoming a, this this uh turf war and it's like can we just go back to cable yeah. right. no gosh <laughs> just, no please never <laughs> no, never back
1: to cable but but no, at the same time i think i i do think we're in like the middle zone of what streaming services the streaming wars are really going to work themselves out to this is in my opinion yeah. this is a really good sign for the ecosystem as a whole because for those of us that you know cord cut a long time ago and and started going to the streaming platforms it was nice because so much good content was consolidated to so few players that it was it was conceivable to have one or two services available at your fingertips um, that that brought enough content value to, to play fast forward 10 years. And now you're, if you want to see all the things you want, you have to pay for 20 different services and it's just as bad, if not worse than cable. Yeah. And, and it's nice to see, sorry, CNN. It's nice to see these, you know, little offerings, these niche offerings, if you will, <laughs> failing, Dude. Because they will get rolled into other services.
0: Okay, so I'm just digging into this more, but there's just some funny stuff in here. But most Americans won't watch free CNN, what made them think they would pay for it. But then this one, (laughs) uh, so at Gabriel Roth on Twitter, it's crazy that stories about CNN Plus don't mention the surprising fact that a CNN Plus subscription doesn't let you watch CNN. It's all just bonus content for the CNN super fans. Oh, so that answers no. your question around what yeah, is it? Yeah,
1: that's everything. It's what just, is it? It's nothing.
0: It's nothing. It's nothing. And this bonus is, so content
1: is code for stuff I don't
0: want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They've spent 300 million of the planned billion so far. Um, and they're only at wow. 10,000 10, users. That's,
1: I mean, yikes for them. But uh, on, like I said, on the I think the brightest side of this, which is for no one involved in that, and I'm, I'm sorry for you, but uh, the bright side is that, it, this will inevitably lead to consolidation of content. Now, there's apparently not a lot of content that's going to get consolidated there. So there's probably a pretty small win as far as consolidation goes. But um, I, I would love for there to be fewer options that are still a little bit more you know, in the a la carte area. It, it's, it's just curious to me that, I mean like the biggest hate we've had on cable for so long is that they bundled all this stuff together and it didn't matter if you wanted all of it or some of it or whatever um you, you paid the same obnoxiously high price for the three things you wanted to see and you couldn't really part them out and they they bundled them in such a way that it's it's like uh it's like the criticism I have for building you know the mega, our, our mega automobile manufacturer's yep. process for building cars if you want uh, a left turn signal then you also have to have a moonroof um it it's it's going to end in the same place if cnn ends up selling whatever content is actually valuable to another player they're going to want to cut there's going to be a constant negotiation you're going to get what we see all the time with like youtube tv and netflix where you get content and then it gets ripped away because come the annual negotiation, they they wanted a bigger share because of data, blah, 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 blah. And so what ultimately just happens is if the content stays on the platform, the price goes up and you you're right back to where you were with cable, which is it's higher and higher because every bit of content is in these big mega owners negotiations. And so...
0: I we did this to ourselves. Lost chapter <laughs> negotiation. I was just saying. I think I follow
1: you. I'm just saying we we did this to ourselves. Like it, it's going to look a lot like cable, unfortunately. I don't want it to, but it probably is. The only yeah. the only um, pushback I've seen, I, or I guess more elegant pushback, is actually, you know, pick a pony, pick a show, pick a thing you're going to watch. Now, sports fans aside, right? They're always going to have their sports platform, and then they're going to have a content platform. But take your content platform. Watch the show. Cancel your service. Pick up the next show you want to watch. Cancel that service. Pick it up. But until that's really easy, it's going to look just like cable. Yet you're going to have twenty services to get all the things you want, which is obnoxious because it totally defeats the purpose of cord cutting.
0: I'm trying to figure but, out. Oh, it's six bucks a month. That I couldn't even figure out how much it was. I went to the website oh, yeah, and trying, to, just trying to sign up. Yeah, it's just and it's all just like news clips. I mean, they have a couple, like, well, document, whatever. We, let's let's move on. We're running out of time here. <laughs> uh, what else do we need to make sure we hit here? Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like
1: I saw something else, but now I don't remember
0: what. So maybe it wasn't that awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to move off of the CNN one. But there, here's a, a foreign affairs column, columnist for uh, the Washington Post. Uh, on Twitter is there a single meaningful instance where McKinsey has been paid absurd amounts of money by a media <laughs> company and not helped engineer a total disaster why do they keep getting enlisted by media execs so this tells because, me that this person because is because media
1: execs get to blame McKinsey
0: yeah so this person is aware of many other times this has been oh, geez. done that's that's hilarious because i hinted at it
1: without saying it because i have no actual first hand knowledge of yeah. any of that but but I've, I've seen it, I've seen it in other places too. It's, I don't know if it's a risk mitigation or if it's, you have to do something or you look like a bad executive. So you spend oodles of money with consultants that probably worked at your competitor like two years ago and failed trying the same thing. But I, I don't know, I'm being ultra critical of, uh, consultancies right there i just i've seen so many mega projects fail catastrophically for every reason you can imagine like not listening or only paying for part of it kind of thing like you can't you had a wholesale you had to do all the things you picked three out of ten you got exactly what you deserved for doing three out of the ten things we suggested like it's 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 so curious to see these huge huge investments and it would be very interesting to me to be part of a postmortem that just says how did we get this so wrong but it's like they won't they won't do that because nobody's going to invest in a serious investigation of how we screwed up a billion dollars yeah it's no not. It's not like an airplane crashing where we we go through and we found out where every little piece got bent out of whack, so we can figure out which bolt was responsible for the initial catastrophic failure. Right? It would be really neat to see
0: that. And then you don't use that like McKinsey this. again. I mean, you don't use that bolt again because <laughs> it's broken.
1: <laughs> or you change your process
0: and you yeah, actually yeah. torque
1: that one down. Yeah. Allah. Yeah. Well, and just for the, just all for the of listeners. McKinsey's advice.
0: Yeah, and if you're wondering, like a uh, Disney, right, 130 million subscribers. So um, God, maybe, right. maybe they were convinced that 15 to 18 million just for CNN Plus for like stuff that you know you would just find on YouTube for free anyway. If you were searching, maybe they thought that was possible. But uh, anyway,
1: so I, I just saw one, um, and I know we touch on this every once in a while. I feel like it's coming back into the limelight, but um, the. Is I think it was tech meme. Yeah, um, tech companies really want their employees to be happy, or at least less annoyed about returning to the office. So they're providing concerts, food trucks, and other perks. Why? Why are companies so eager to bring people back to the office and and make them happy in the office? Am, am I like? I don't know. Look, I I know I my view is is definitely I don't, know, I don't even know the bias is the right word, but we'll go with it because I feel like it covers the ground enough. I'm a remote employee, and I work with a team of remote employees. So yeah. it's There's I, no I miss even some to. of the office stuff. Well, there is in 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 doubt. No, I just right? mean and, I'm, and I yeah, miss I some mean, of like, that.
0: Your team but, is globally distributed anyway, right? Yeah, of or course. Yeah, no,
1: geographically, sure. Um, what what is it? What what are what are we not seeing that some companies just like why do they need people back in the office are, are is productivity down cuz it sure doesn't look like it are is morale broken possible i don't know I don't, i'm not in that company i'm not in that space but it seems like there are there there's a healthy chunk of corporate leadership that thinks they have to get back to the office and they have to make the office fun again and i'm not i'm not sure i understand that investment completely can you do, yeah. are you on a different Field, there can you even bat at that?
0: Yeah, no, I have the same questions. Um, but I think I think everyone's lives have changed dramatically in the way that they are able to operate, and no one wants to do that if they don't have to. Yeah, but mm. but I can't figure out why leadership would insist that it must happen. Other than I mean, like I'm not opposed to the making don't them get me themselves wrong. feel more connected or valuable, I, you know, I don't know.
1: Is it, I mean, I, I also understand the value of like meeting in person and being in the same room. Yeah. Like I really enjoy it, but I don't, I guess it, and, I, and don't get me wrong here either. I am not opposed to perks in general. Like yeah. I, I love that. I love that sure. companies are trying to, you know, f- you know, create these fun cultures in there because it's such a big part of our lives, but I don't, I don't understand that what, feels like a super focus on it's got to be fun in the office. Like we got to get you back in a desk.
0: Yeah. But I also recognize too, that I'm, I'm in a unique, well, you and I are in the same sort of life stage and phase. And I try to imagine if I was, you know, 22, um, would it be different? I don't know. And I had a different type of job and I was in a different part of my career
1: yeah and all no, that kind of stuff I, mean, I would
0: probably appreciate being around people and learning from people in person the you know, way that i was able to do yeah, 16 years ago yeah yeah
1: and and that that probably That's is like we're, I, I, I guess we're further along in the career maybe it, it isn't as important to be as close but i also think times change there too it's like we just we all have to learn how to do this differently yeah but but you know what i wonder part of it is i think and, and i think i totally fit into this bucket too is, I'm okay with having an office and being able to go in once in a while, right? Um, and I know like a lot of my customers who have a little bit more of a, a gravitational pull to the office for specific reasons, whether it's business function or there are functions that have to be in the office, therefore, you know, IT, where I, I tend to to dabble, um, it makes sense for them to also kind of be there. If, but if you go in, though, you're, you're by yourself. Well, it, well so but here's, you have a here's my point. <laughs> you know and i think that's the problem they might be running into is that it's really probably pretty difficult to financially justify having your own office space if people are only going to show up two or three times a week yeah like you don't, so don't. That, it's kind of like totally. having part of a baby you can't you can't have part of a full time office I mean, you sure. can, but it's not the same if you do that. It's not yours. Yeah. You don't get a desk. You don't get a cubicle. You don't. You don't have the fun room that always looks the same because it's ultimately going to be like a, a a shared space with some other entity,
0: or, or it's well, just not viable. Too, well, and what's happening too, though, is because of this new way of working, even if you go into the office, it's not it, it like people. I think people tend to think, oh, well, it's going to be an open collaborative space to promote, you know, working together while you're in person or whatever. Well, not really, because every the way you've been working is through the computer with everyone. So whenever you oh, go sure. into the office, you're now hunting down uh, a, a private hotel space, you know, as they call them, yeah. like, the, like a little uh, like a small private room that maybe yeah. isn't your desk. It isn't your place. Like you don't have pictures of your family up on the desk. You just have a small you know, phone booth um, hoteling space. And then so people just come up there and then they're alone, but they're around people. I, you know, I don't know. I don't get it, but I guess they can come out of that space and then play ping pong with somebody from accounting and go to lunch with somebody from HR. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I'm sure it's just a balancing act. I I think, think about especially the, the mega tech companies, which are so often the ones that you hear about all of the fancy perks and stuff like that in the office. They they made massive investments in building out their campuses with the intent of having people there, and it's probably but is not that necessary. Well, it's too late, is my point. They already made the yeah. investment. They could sell it. Who are they going to sell it to, though? It's built for a bunch of people working locally. Sure. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. and and you and you can't straddle it. You can't have wow. Apple's headquarters with. 20% of the population that it was built for working out of it unless you sell off the others. And then who are you selling it to? And what does Apple HQ look like if you only have 20%? It's probably not the same feel anymore. So they they are in a weird place financially, I think, dealing with this kind of stuff. But um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting problem to solve. Uh, I just don't know that throwing perks at people coming back to the office is the
0: answer. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I gotta run. Let's shut it either.
1: down. All right. Well, that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. It's over. We're finished. But we'll talk to you on Friday. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Tell your friends. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.